0: are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. The scripture verse I'm going to read first of all is uh, John 14, 1, 2, and 3. And it comes up in the board. This is New King James, King James Version up there. I'm going to read, it, read out a New King James Version. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. So it says here, let not your heart be troubled. How many times is your heart troubled? that you think in the back of your mind, oh, what if that happens? Oh, what about... And the, but God's word says, don't let your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. Don't let it be troubled. The other scripture verse is Matthew 6, 19 to 21. It says... God gave us all a sanctified imagination and I ask that you would let, as I speak, let the Holy Spirit put you in this situation and imagine what's going on and let the Holy Spirit teach me and you here today. It's okay to have a sanctified imagination led by the Spirit of God. Had you or I been born on the British coast in the year 1845, first of all, I must tell you, I read this story quite a few years ago. So it's not mine original, okay? But it's history. But what, what, a, what a story it is. Had you been born on the British coast in 1845, you might have seen two ships boarded by 138 of England's finest sailors. They were set in sail for the Arctic. Their task... Well, their task was to chart the Northwest Passage around the Canadian Arctic to the Pacific Ocean. The captain, you probably all know this if you're a history buff, well, the captain was no other than Sir John Franklin. He hoped his efforts would be the turning point in Arctic exploration. History showed that it was not because of its success, but because of its failure. You see, the ships never returned. Every crewman perished. Apparently, those who followed in the expedition path of the pole, they learnt this lesson from Sir John Franklin. Prepare, for the journey. Apparently, Franklin didn't. Although the voyage was projected to last at least two to three years, he only carried 12 days' supply of coal for the auxiliary steam engines. But what he lacked in fuel, he made up for it in entertainment. Each ship, imagine this, let your imagination, each ship carried 1,200 Volume library. Each ship had a hand organ in it. China placed settings for the officers and men. Cut glass wine goblets and sterling silver flatware on each ship. You have to ask yourself this question: Was the crew planning for an Arctic expedition? or a caribbean cruise judging from the supplies that was taken one would have thought the cruise only the uniforms you see the sailors carried no special clothing to protect himself against the cold only the uniforms of her majesty's fleet they wore noble and respectful mind you but very thin and very inadequate. You know, the silver knives, forks, and spoons were as beautiful as you find in the dining rooms of the Royal Navy officers in their mess. You know the type of that old sterling silver, heavy at at the end here, and and intricate uh, uh, designs that are on it? Years later, some of these same place settings were found near a clump of frozen, cannibalized bodies. You see, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, the inevitable had occurred. The two ships had sailed ill-prepared into frigid north waters. Soon, imagine this, picture this, ice-coated the deck, Ice coated the sparring. Ice coated the rigging. The sea froze. And the rudder was frozen and trapped the ships. Soon after, the sailors set out to search for help, wearing their uniforms and carrying their belongings. Inuit Indians reported seeing a group dragging a wooden boat across the ice. For the next 20 years, the remains of the Franklin expedition were found all over the frozen seas. The boat, or a similar one, was later discovered containing the bodies of 35 men. Picture this. Picture this. Other Inuits discovered a tent on the ice containing the bodies of 30 men. Franklin himself died on the boat. Search parties would later find a piece of the backgammon board Lady Jane Franklin had given her husband as a farewell present. Many miles from the vessel, the skeletons of frozen officers were discovered, still wearing the trousers and the jackets those fine blue coats that look so nice, edged with silk braids, excuse me, sleeves that were slashed and bearing five buttons on each sleeve. Over his uniform the dead man wore a blue great coat with black scarf and neckerchief. Matthew twenty five, one to thirteen. I just want to read that scripture. We have it up there? It says here, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessel with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lanterns. And the foolish said to the wise, Give me some of your oil, for our lamp is going out. But the wise answered and said, No, lest there should not be enough for us, and you and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore for you, know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. You know, strange how men would embark on such a journey ill-prepared. Those sailors were more equipped for an afternoon tea than for the open sea. Stranger still is how we do the same. Don't Franklin's men remind us of them? We sometimes act as if the Christian life is a retirement cruise. Now remember what I'm saying here. This isn't to make you feel guilty. Do you understand what I'm talking This is that the Spirit of God speak to us. And this isn't about guilt. This is about looking at the mirror and seeing what we really see. Sometimes we activate if this Christian is a retirement cruise. We have little fuel, but lots of entertainment. We are more concerned with looking snappy than being prepared. We give more thought to the table setting than to surviving the journey. We give little thought to the destination where we're going to spend eternity but we make sure there's plenty of silver to go around. So when the freeze comes in our life and we step out onto the ice, we have forks and games and skimpy clothing and pass our final days walking against the wind. Often we blame God for getting us into this mess. I don't know about you, but do you guys ever blame God? But you know what? God is not to blame. You see, if we sail unprepared, it's in spite of, not because of God. You see, he left us instructions about this voyage. The word of God is his map. The Holy Spirit is our compass. He outlined the route and described the landmarks that we should seek for this voyage you know what? He even told us what to pack. Galatians five twenty two and 23. That comes up there. You know, you know this here. It says here, He told us to pack love. He told us to pack joy. He told us to pack peace. To pack patience. To pack kindness. To pack goodness. To pack faithfulness to pack gentleness, to pack self-control. And most remarkably, he had gone before us and he goes with us today. So when you and I get weary, all we need to do is to listen to his voice. Now I'm going to say something here and some people might be a little upset, but I don't don't mean this to get, get upset. I mean this... Remember, I want every one of us to get there. But I hear so many people, well, how do I know the difference between God's voice, my voice, and the world's voice? And I hear this so often from people within the church here and outside the church. And if we don't know our Heavenly Father's voice, why? How do you know your mom and dad's voice? This isn't a trick question. How do you know your mom and dad's voice? You hear it all the time. You spend time with it. How do you know your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend's voice or your children's voice? You hear it all the time. So how do you expect to know God's voice speaking to you if you don't spend time with him? And we can get busy being busy. And this isn't, again, to make you feel bad or uncomfortable. But it's a reality. How do you expect to hear God's voice if you and I don't spend time with him? You guys, your life is at stake and my life is at stake. Your soul. You know, once we're dead, there isn't a second chance. There isn't a second chance. There's not, oh, so I wish I coulda. It's too late. The stakes are too high. The stakes are too high. It's your soul. It's my soul. If we can't be honest with ourselves, no. Man, I I feel sorry for us because I know what's going to happen. He's got special promises to keep us on the journey. Again, the first scripture verses we read in John 14, 1, 2, and 3. It says, there are many rooms in my father's house. What a tender phrase. Think about it. A house implies rest and safety, warmth, a table and a bed. How many times are you coming back on a trip and go, man, it's going to be good to go home, and you step on that gas pedal a bit faster so you can get home a little bit quicker. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. But I know I have many times to get home because it's home. It's home. All of us know what it's like to be in a house that is not our own. Perhaps you have spent time in a dorm room or army barracks. Maybe you slept in your share of hotels, bunked in hostels. They have beds, they have tables, and they may have food. They may even be warm. But it's a far cry from being your father's house. Your father's house is where your father is. One second, please. Here, what do you, what do you think of that? Thank you for giving me grace, There, You see, your father's house is where your father is. Perhaps you can remember the voice of your father coming home from work, filling the hallways, standing through the rooms, sounds coming. Some of you can. And for many of you, the memories are fond. But other of you do not have that memory. They were not fond. But you will. Did you know that? You will have that memory? In Psalms 27.10, you can have it right now. The Bible says, If my father and mother leave me, the Lord will take me in. You see, your Heavenly Father is preparing a place for you right now as we talk. A place with many rooms. An ample place. A place with space for you. There is a special room for you. And you will be welcomed. Second Timothy 3:12 says this it says, "Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution." You see, difficult times will, will come if you live a godly life. You don't look for them. Do you understand what I mean? You don't go seeking after them, but just by living a godly life, difficult times will come. And you won't always feel welcome here on earth. And we wonder if there is a place here for us. People can make you feel unwanted. Maybe that's happening already in your life. Tragedy leaves you feeling like an intruder, a stranger an interloper in a land that is not yours. You don't always feel welcome. And you shouldn't, and you shouldn't. You see, this is not your home, and this is not my home. To feel unwelcome here should be no great tragedy. We shouldn't get our things in a knot. Indeed, it is healthy. You see, we're not home here. This language we speak is not ours. And this body is just a tent. And some of us have bigger tents than others, mind you, I understand that. Okay? But it is just a tent. Okay? And the word we live and this world we live in is not our home. You see, ours isn't finished yet. Our heavenly father is still preparing a place for you and I. But when it is Jesus said that he was going to come and take us home with him. And the best thing is this. He said, I would not tell you this if it were not true. If it wasn't true, I wouldn't be telling you this. So you can bet your bottom dollar he's going to come back and take you to a home that your imagination can't even imagine what it's going to be like. Your wildest imagination can't even come close to the home that he has for you and I. That's why I just, I just, that every one of us, we got to make it, every one of us. Think about it. Let your imagination come here again now. Think what fear, what fear must destruct the crew of Sir John Franklin when they became stuck within that ice. Imagine that, picture that. What anxiety, what what frustration, what anger must have came through them when they were searching for food and all they found was silverware, knives and forks and spoons. They were digging into closets to find coats, winter coats, and all they found was the fancy, nice, slim officer uniforms. What anxiety and fear must have came like those ten, five foolish virgins. They were exploring the ship to find picks and shovels and axes and all they found was backgammon games and novels. Can you imagine the fear that was going through them? Don't you know that they would have swapped it all in a heartbeat for what they needed? To get home safely? And don't you think those five foolish virgins would have swapped it all in a heartbeat? Saying I should have got the oil sooner? In a heartbeat, they would have swapped it all. By the way, what supplies are you and I taking? What have we been building up? What have we been preparing for? Are we carrying our share of silver and games? Let's not be fooled. They may matter down here. But they matter not when we reach our Father's home. Luke six forty six says, but why do you call me Lord Lord and do not do the things which I say? You see what matters most, what matters most in this whole universe is if you and I are known by our Father. Are we known by Him? And where is our treasure? Down here? Or is it being laid up in heaven? You see, it's not what you have done or what you have got down here. But it's who you know. Be prepared. You see, I don't know about you, but I believe you and I don't want to be left out in the cold. We don't want to be left out in the cold. So I just ask, as eyes are closed and hearts are bowed, that if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, and this isn't guilt, And this isn't because other people, but this is because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. The Holy Spirit has spoken to you today. I just ask you to lift your hand and say, yeah, God, that's me. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Be prepared. Yes, you can put your hands down. Father, I just... just ask Holy Spirit that when we walk out of here today that your word, your spirit would just vibrate us continually for the days and for the weeks and for the months to come and that your spirit would bring back to us about being prepared and this picture The Sir John A. Franklin expedition. So I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to challenge us, to challenge me, and that we would surrender and say, Lord, you are Lord of my life, help me in this area that you would continue to make us the men and women of God that you've asked us to be. I thank you, Lord, for each person here. I thank you, Lord, for their hearts. And I can hardly wait to one day when we stand next to each other in the presence of our Lord and Savior, worshiping him. Oh, Lord, what a day of rejoicing that will be when my Father, I shall see. I thank you, Lord. As we go, Lord, I just ask that you bless each person here. May their day be truly rich with you. Rich, Lord, rich. With you. Be with us as we go, Lord. In Jesus' name we speak to us. Lord bless you, mighty men and mighty women of God. And don't let that whisper in the back of your ear say, No, you're not. You're this and you're that. Don't believe that. That's a lie of Satan. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry.